Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey mamas, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. Hey, as we talked about last episode, we are kicking off the Mind Your Motherhood season where we want to encourage us all to worry about yourself. Stay in your lane. Have you ever seen the video where she says, worry about yourself? Do you remember that? Is it from a TV show? No, it's some little like, like a TikTok or something, but it's from a long time ago. Like, I wonder if it was like YouTube or something, but this dad is telling this little girl in the back seat to buckle up. We need to post this somewhere. Oh, I do remember this one. And she says, worry about yourself. Yes, I do remember that one. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Like, I got this. Mind your business. My freshman kid keeps trying to say that to me right now in this season. And I'm sorry. No, we are not there yet. That's not happening. Yeah, it is my job to worry about you, sir. Yeah, and you're going to listen to my worries and then say, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's hilarious. Um, So this whole worry about yourself thing is, you know, we get a little quieter about giving everyone our opinions on everything and just stay in our own lane. You know, that's part of this. So... I got a big taste of this last week at work about the consequences you suffer when you give your opinion about something and you probably should have kept your mouth shut. You Uh, know, did you speak up in a meeting? No. Okay. No, (laughs) thankfully not. Actually, kind of. Okay. So let me tell you this. (laughs) I can be unnecessarily critical of things. Like part of the way my brain works, like even like when I talk to you about the Dutch bros thing, like if I look at something and it's not working, my, I'm a fixer. So my brain immediately goes to, oh, if they only did this or, you know, if this was this way, like that is where I go. You're so different. I, I want to fix it. I'm like, thank goodness that is not my problem. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> but it gets me into trouble because I can be critical and then it's like, oh no, like I said it to the wrong person. So the first time this happened to me, I was in high school and we, um, it was prom and we showed up to the gym and I'm with all my friends and we're standing there with our dates and we're waiting in line to get the prom pictures where like, you know, it's the awkward picture of the two of you standing together in some backdrop, <laughs> you know, and we're standing there in line and I'm, you know, with all my girlfriends, I'm like, you guys, these backdrops are the worst, like not cute, who like you know, it, this is cringy. Like it you was, were event planning as a high schooler. Like I was, you. it was tacky. It was like that. What is that wide ribbon stuff that, you know, used to use at weddings all the time. I'm sorry. Wide ribbon, you know, Oh dang. I should Chiffon? know, but kind of tool tool. Okay. So there's all this tool over everything and you yeah, know, but you were in high school in the nineties. I mean, that late nineties. That was a thing. It was a thing, but still, Did you have some lattice too. One hundred percent, there was <laughs> lattice. At one of the backdrops, there was a swing you could sit <gasps> oh, in. Did they have some fake flowers? One hundred percent. All this silk floral, like just you know. Listen, I need y'all to know that it is such a good thing that Kate and I became friends later in life because if she had come to my wedding. <laughs> You would have had so many suggestions. Oh, suggestions. Lattice. Really? Tool. 
Really? Fake flowers. Ma'am. I didn't have a swing, but baby's breath. Of 100%. Oh, wow. You, I mean, literally. You, you ticked all the boxes. She might not have wanted to ever be my friend. It's a good <laughs> thing she knew me later in life. Okay. I am sure it was very cute. I feel certain. Mm. Okay, so I'm standing there, and I'm saying all this, and two of my girlfriends look at me, and they say, our moms are the ones who made these backdrops. Were they mad? They were so irritated at me because I was being, I was throwing a lot of shade at these things. Were their moms there? Were they like standing behind the backdrops, like fixing it? They were there helping. They were like some of the moms that were like always involved and everything. I mean, and for these girls, this was personal because I just was like being very critical of something their moms had done, (laughs) you know? They're like, we're not going to be in a group picture with you. Oh my gosh. I wanted to die. Like wanted, because I'm like, oh, well, and I remember saying, well, it's a lot better than last year. (laughs) And then they said, they did it last year, too. <laughs> Didn't they? Such a 80s sitcom right here. I don't I remember. It. What I remember is the heat coming up my neck. You know, just like that hot feeling of like. Was your dress red? If I could turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is so bad. made a return to oh the my new gosh, podcast so, series. So bad. Okay. So many people are cheering right now. They're like, yay, Kate sang. Yay. <laughs> That's so funny. I just had somebody message me and uh, say, I hope you're going to be singing again And soon. she did. Ma'am, it's so bad. Nobody's disappointed. Come on. Okay, so then just this last week at work, we had had this, or like two weeks ago, I don't know, whatever. Who cares? So we had had this big, like, um, everybody on the staff had been to this meeting, and then afterward there was a gift for everyone, and then we all had this big lunch and stuff. Well, I was at the back of the line because I was chatting it up with people and I get to the gift and there's nothing left. And then I get to the food line and there isn't all the, like a lot of the food is gone, you know? And, um, so then like right after that, I'm in a meeting later that day with some people, these two women and I'm sitting down and we're just, you know, shooting the bull, talking about stuff. Oh, look, they're shooting the bull, shooting the breeze. (gasps) We mentioned that too. Look at that. Guys, we have got the full package this series. So, um, so we're sitting there talking, and and the the meeting came up, and I said, "Well, I don't know who was in charge of that thing, but you know, they should have ordered extra of all of this stuff because we could have done this and that with it. And then, you know, the food. I don't know. I guess they weren't planning on enough people because there was not enough food for everyone. And I was just being a jerk, you know, because just being like critical of which I can do sometimes. I'm feeling nervous for you right now. What happened? And so I said to them, I was like, because they both are part of like events um, for the staff. And they're the event planners. I said, um, I, for, yeah, for events, just like, you know, at the church and stuff. And so I said, anyway, I don't know who's in charge of that, but that's my feedback. If y'all want to pass it along to somebody. And one of the girls sitting there goes, well, actually I'm in charge of that whole event. So it's me. I I'll take the feedback. (gasps) And I, I mean, talk about dying death immediately. RIP. Take me out. I, your neck turned red. What? Yes. My whole, you know, you just feel hot all over. And and then, you know, then Cher is in my mind, you know, if I could turn (laughs) back time. So I immediately am like, oh. Oh, so sorry. Oh, da, da, da. I had no idea. The food was so good. The sweatshirts were so cute. So we, I really tried to turn things around. So we get out of that meeting. And you still have to have a meeting with her. Like y'all yeah, no, for meeting sure. it for sure, and she was gracious because she could have been like, you know, 
you're a super, super jerk. Um, so we leave that meeting and I call the other girl that was in the meeting with us. And I was like, I need you to tell me like, how bad was that? How much repairing, like, do I need to do? And she said, Kate, you were backpedaling so fast. There was smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because, you know, and it just, it was a reminder to me of like, shut your mouth. You know, just shut your mouth. Like, don't, you don't need to be so critical of what everyone else is doing. Like, why didn't I say, why didn't I notice the 25 things that had gone so well? Why is it my natural inclination to point out the two things that had gone wrong? Yes. And then feel the need to express that to someone. And not pick up context clues that you're in a room with event planners. Yes. probably had something to do with Well, I know, ma'am. Well, and actually, like, this one, this one girl, like, there would have been no reason except because I knew someone else had been running it, but she had just recently, in the last couple of months, picked it up. Okay. So I thought I knew who was running it. I did not. She Kate did not Google accordingly before the meeting to know who was in charge. All the information. Uh, no, but you know, we never know what critical things we are saying are going to be just like completely out of line. And for me, it was a reminder of just like, believe the best about people and keep my mouth shut. Like the things I was critical of were such small potatoes, you know? Yes. yes. And part of it was my fault that I was in the back of the line. Yes. And chitter chatting too yes. much. Like I should have been moving along, you know? So last week at uh, Judd's football game, they, they didn't do so well. Is pretty bad. <laughs> I get a little competitive. Uh-huh. And so at one point I yelled from the stands, put me in coach. <laughs> and y'all know my husband gets real embarrassed by me. So he looks at me and goes, Rebecca, what if one of their moms is sitting right here in this section? And I said, well, then she should be yelling it too because they're not doing their job. Wow. And, and the moment the adrenaline was pumping and I yeah. was like, whatever. But like every day since then, I've been like, I am the worst. Oh, man. Like, bless their hearts. They were trying, I think. And if their mom was sitting around me, that was very unkind. Listen. And I just need to keep my mouth shut Kids what's sports happening. can bring out the rest. Just Jeremy and I were at Lydia's volleyball game, and a girl on her team kept missing, like, these easy returns, you know? And by, like, the third one, like, I threw my hands up, like, what? what are you like? Hello, yes. you know. And Jeremy put his hand on my leg. Same thing, and was like, "Ma'am, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a little too expressive." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her mother is probably sitting. Watch right your here. face. Yeah, watch your hands. Watch your face. Watch it all. <laughs> but literally, I need to put like something over my mouth. I need to go back to mask wearing at football games so that at least when I yell these things, it's muffled, <laughs> and maybe nobody hears it. Well, and just like remember that these are people. And nobody is going to perform at optimal level at every moment in time. We would not expect that from us. So how can I expect this from oh somebody gosh. else? I perform at less than optimal levels uh, much of the time. Yes. And give myself so much grace. Oh, I was tired. Or yes. Just had, I need more caffeine. And yeah, no. Although if those boys on the field want to spark next time before they play their football game, I'll <laughs> give them some because they might hit harder. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. But I think that's a a whole part of it, of mind your motherhood, is like, let's stop being so critical of each other and how someone else is momming their children. Like, we don't know what's going on. And that criticalness comes from an own, you know, our own self being critical of someone else. Yes, yes. And, 
you know, just like we talked about last episode, like mind your own affairs, you know, be concerned about what's going on in your own life that, you know, that biblical, we talk, we use this all the time in our house about worry about the plank in your own eye before you look at the speck in someone else's. Yes. You know, that you focus on what you're supposed to be doing. You know, God can take care of them. God can take care of them. That's not your monkeys. That's not your zoo. You worry about your monkeys and your zoo. How many... Or can you use in a sentence? You just use like multiple metaphors. Speck and I, plank and speck, monkeys, monkeys and, zoo. and zoo. I don't know what the other one was. Share, turn back time. You just like, <laughs> I mean, it's just like flowing out of you today. It's just like coming, y'all. Okay, so with that established, what we want to do in each of these episodes this season is focus on a season of motherhood and encourage each of you that are in that season. Um, of, you know, kind of how to, where to focus that season and then remind mamas that aren't in that season, how they can support you. And the inspiration for this came from a book I read earlier this year called Your Life in Rhythm by Bruce Miller. Um, and it's, it was interesting that uh, someone had given it to me, uh, because I was in a new season of working full-time outside the home and was really struggling to keep my head above water. Because I was trying to do what I had done in my previous season, and it was not working anymore. Um, and so in the book, he talks about how we can achieve what we want with excellence and find peace in doing it by simply embracing the season that we're in. So that's a whole huge part of what he's doing is just of looking at identifying for yourself what season are you in? And then embracing that fully, not trying to go to the next season or go back one or looking at what someone else is doing, but embracing where God has put you. And one of the verses he uses is this famous one from Ecclesiastes 3. Um, And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it makes you kind of want to start to sing. I was about to say, isn't there a song? Uh I feel like there is. Uh, But it says, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill, I hope you're not in that season, and a time to heal. (laughs) There's an actual season for that? I don't know. Maybe kill metaphorically. No, I think that's when the armies went out to war. Oh, okay. Yes, in the spring. That's the spring. Okay, so there really was a time to kill. We're in the fall, mamas. We're not in that season. We're going to call it it a time to kill it. (gasps) Like, you go kill Kill it. Kill it. Okay. Slay. Uh, Slay. A time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to wake, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, um, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. So, you know, it goes on. And it's just all these different seasons that you can find yourself in. And I want to read to you what he said about these verses. He said, if we live in harmony with God's rhythms, we can discover more peace, fulfillment, joy, and hope. Don't those sound good? Great, let's do it. He said, King Solomon, a man who lived life to the full, concluded that we cannot explain life but must experience it. We can either endure it or embrace it. Embracing these rhythms enables us to live full out while at the same time enjoying a deep inner peace and a peace that comes from being in harmony with God's rhythms. I thought that was so interesting because that's so much of what we talked about last episode about that inner quiet, Mm -hmm. you know, being at peace inside. And I love that he said, you can either endure it or embrace it. It's like that idea of like grin and bear it. Yeah. Like you're basically faking it. 
Yes. Because you don't want to be there. Right. You're ready to be done. Get me to the next. But you're like, I'm just going to groon and burr it as long as I have to. Yeah. There's no joy in that. No, you're you're miserable. And you might miss um, what God is trying to do in that season. I mean, he's allowed it. He has allowed you to be in that season, to be in that room, to have this or that going on with your kids, to allow this health crisis. Like, he has allowed all of these things. And so there is so much more peace in embracing it. Um, so let's talk through seasons that moms go through in parenting. So let's start out with like, uh, you know, the first step is like newborns and having infants. And then what's next? I love them. They smell so good. They Oh my gosh. And I the little it. noises. And then the when they smile noises. at you yes. and they're sleeping. Yes. Um, what comes after newborns? Sitter uppers. Okay. Or crawlers. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I think we generally call them toddlers. No, they're not there yet. Well, they're this. Y'all, the best phase of babyhood is six to nine months. I actually agree with that. They sit, but yeah. don't crawl. Yeah. They play by themselves for some period of time. Uh-huh. And they smile and talk to you. Uh-huh. And their they little, take it's, naps. It's the best. They start sleeping through the night. And it lures you to believe that this journey of parenthood might be the greatest thing on yeah. the planet Earth. Yeah. No, it's a super cute phase. And I agree. then they crawl. Okay. And life turns around. Then we get to toddlers. Yes. And the toddlers is like them constantly trying to take their own lives. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get to... There's special guardian angels for those babies. Yes. Then we get to school-age kids. Oh, okay. We skip preschool? Oh, well, okay, but they're preschool. I'm sorry. I feel like we're on different pages. Okay. You said, let's hit the general seasons. And yes. I said, no. <laughs> I feel like we're missing so many things. <laughs> Where are the ABC learnings? Okay. Okay, I'm with so you. let's go from toddler to preschool. Okay. I'm fine with we're that. We're going to jump it. Okay. Okay, from preschool, then what do you feel like is next? Elementary. Okay, Okay, fine. yes. Okay. Made and it. then elementary to? Middle. Okay, and then middle school to? High school. And then high school to? College. Mm-hmm. Or post-high school, I mean, if they don't go to college. But, like, launching years. Yes. And then what would you put after that? I don't know, because people ain't getting married anymore. They're just working <laughs> for, like... 10 years, so they're just going to go get an apartment, live their best life, make so much money they don't know what to do with it, while the rest of us with kids are, like, broke. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, so that's Have an interesting season. Have you ever scrolled season. Venmo? Uh-huh. Like, when you Venmo somebody, are, uh-huh. and it shows up with, which I think is so fascinating, that Venmo lets you see what all these other people are paying. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know the amount they're paying, but it tells you what they're paying. Sure. The things that people pay each other for, uh-huh. I'm like, you are single. You are so <laughs> single with all these things that you're paying each other for. It's amazing. Hotel, dinner out, dinner out vacations, tacos, yeah. bachelorette party. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just like, it's uh-huh. funny. Venmo is a fascinating platform. Okay, so the Venmo stage. And then <laughs> <laughs> after that, you potentially would move into like, Grandparenting, ideally at some point. Y'all, Kate just went from Venmo to grandparenting. <laughs> I feel like there's some more stages you in You added in so many. I had infancy, toddler, school age, teen years, post-high school, adult children. Yeah, we definitely did not talk about that before we started this podcast. You had 25 <laughs> to my seven <laughs> stages. Okay, so then not only those, like we have stages with our children, but then we have stages that we go through personally in life, right? Like you might go through a grief stage or a crisis stage or a celebration stage. Like there might be 
you got a great new job, you achieved some thing you'd been going after. Like there's a season where you're just like, you know, a harvest stage, I think is what I'd call that. That's of good. like yeah. enjoying the things that you'd been sowing. Um, a growth stage. You know, there might be a, a stage where like you're going to counseling, mm-hmm. doing you're the hard work, doing the work, and you are growing um, as a person. And there might be a recovery stage where, um, you know, you have been through a hard thing and now you're kind of starting to see the light at the other side and you're kind of just starting to take some steps into recovering from whatever you've been through or worked through. You know, I just think there's all these seasons of life that we go through. Um, and what I, what really caught my attention in this book is that he asked these questions to help us evaluate where you are in your season of life and, um, and then what, and then some questions to ask you based on the season that you're in. So like, if you were going to explain or like describe what season you're in right now, what, what season do you think you're in? That's pretty terrible. Really? (laughs) It's, I mean, as you're talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, we're just in a hard season. Okay. Yeah. We're just in a hard season. And what, like, if you were going to say, like, what season, what season your kiddos are in, what season would you put them in? Um, I mean, I've got one that's about to launch. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes with that. I've got one that just entered high school, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of growing pains there, mm-hmm. new responsibilities, and then I mean, I think my fifth grader is doing great because we're we're just trucking along through elementary school. Yeah, but I think when you've got a kid that's about to launch as as a person, like personally for me and my husband, there's a lot that goes into that. Okay, because there's just so many concerns financially. Okay. And um, some grieving uh-huh. with with a kid moving on, some excitement over yeah. their dreams being fulfilled. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to like pinpoint one because it kind of feels like several are converging at once. Well, and I think that's an interesting thing for you to bring up because, um, you know, I would say something kind of similar. I, I don't fully, I don't understand where you are with like having a senior. Um, but I think my, I would just say this season is like a lot. Because there's just a, everything is firing off in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I, I'm not in a grief season. I'm not in a, I, I feel like I'm in a sewing season where I'm making decisions, where I'm sewing things for my children. I'm sewing things for myself. Um, we get to see some of the harvest of that, but you know, it is sewing into their futures. Yeah. And so that is where we are right now. Um, But so the question that he asks after you kind of identify what season you're in is he says, what expectations can you release? And I looked back at the book after I sat down, because you can journal about this in the book. And I I thought about what expectations can I release? Well, I need to release the expectation that my house is going to be clean all the time. Right. You know, when I had littles and I was a stay at home mom, it was not clean all the time, but I was able to manage it a little bit better because I was at home um, and, you know, there weren't, weren't these big people owning their own rooms, owning their own like care and stuff where they need to have responsibility now. That was on me. And so I took care of it. Um, now that's just different. And with me working outside the home, I don't have the same amount of time to keep everything clean around here. Uh, you know, I had to release the expectation that um, – I'm going to be able to be at everything. 
Uh, that was one of the things I had written down that even, you know, stuff with my family that I really want to be at, uh, you know, if they're having five different Christmas events or whatever, that I have to say, I'm so sorry, I can be at one of those. Right. Um, but that I can't, I can't be at every event. That's not an expectation that's realistic for me in this season. Yes. Yes. And the hardest thing that I wrote down, that's something I really had to struggle through um, in the spring, was I had to release the expectation that I could be doing full-time ministry right now. Because mm-hmm. I think that's a dream in my heart, but that is not where God has me. And as long as I am longing for that and wanting to be doing that, then I'm enduring where I am instead of embracing where I am. Yes. Because he has not allowed that for me right now. Yes. He, he, that may be something that's an opportunity for me later on down the road, but right now he doesn't have that. And so I have to release the expectation that that is going to be true for where I am. No, that's so good. And I, it's funny you said that because I was chatting with my, with grandma Judy the other day. She was like, I just miss the days that we, you could come over to my house and I could cook dinner and we could all just sit around the table and I said, Mom, right now our season is you get one kid at a time. Yeah. They are all going in different directions. If you want to see one, you just have to grab it uh-huh. because they're probably not going to all be together. Yeah. And good. I think what you're saying about yourself is that we miss those days when we could do all the things at once. Uh-huh. I could do ministry. I could have a clean house. I could control where my kids were going and what uh-huh. they were seeing. And now in this season with older kids, I mean, so much is out of our control. Yes. That it's like, okay, but when God presents one thing in front of you, grab it uh-huh. and run with that until he gives you the next. Yeah. And it's going to be okay because it doesn't mean that you can't, because you can't grab them all at once, you won't get to grab it again. Yeah. He can still bring that back around. So do you feel like that's an expectation for you to release right now as being in control? Or what would you say are the expectations you need to release for yourself of because of the season that God has you in? Well, I mean, honestly, the biggest one in my heart is finances. Okay. That I want to be able to see in black and white how it's all going to work together. Okay. Not only for college, but just for our season of parenting where it does feel like Abby broke her glasses last night. Uh Like it feels like every day there's another expense and it's not like $5. It's 50, 100, 250. I mean, it's lots of money. So I think for me... I remember the days when I knew we were going to be able to take care of everything. Uh And I can literally say out loud, I do not know how we'll pay for college. Okay. So I have to release the expectation that God's going to like, you know, come down on an angel and say, here is how it's going to work. Yeah. That I'm just going to have to trust that when we get there, the dollars are going to show up if that's his will. Well, and then like when we were talking about like wanting a new house and stuff, that you would release the expectation that this is a season where you're flush with cash. Right. That that may be something he has further down the road, but right now you release the expectation that y'all are going to be living the high life because right now, you know, you're doing your best to just stay above water financially and that is where you are. Yes. And there's some freedom in embracing that and just saying, you know, I may have cool new sneakers, you know, two years from now, but that's not in the budget. Right now the kids are getting the cool new sneakers or whatever, you know? Yes. And embracing some of that and not not longing for something else, I think brings so much freedom. Um, His next question is, what opportunities can you seize? 
And this was so good for me because I, I looked at, okay, okay, if this is the season I'm in, if this is where God has me, what opportunities can I seize? Well, one of my opportunities is I still get to tuck my kids in bed every night. I have them all under my roof, and that's an opportunity for me. That's good. To read the Bible with them, to pray over them, to sing over them. Like, that's an opportunity I have. I do have the opportunity to have meals with them, spend time with them, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have the opportunity to grow in my relationship with God and in what I know about the Bible. I can grow in that so that if there is an opportunity later on for to use what I'm learning, but I don't want to miss it. I want to lean into what he's teaching me right now and grow in that. That's an opportunity that I have. Well, and so often you get to that next season and you look back and go, oh, I wish I had dug down more. Yeah, because you can see how good it was yes. in the time. And you can look back and go, you know, it's that Monday morning quarterback or whatever. Yes. But looking yes. back and going, oh, wow, that was actually, that was good, you know. Well, and I think for moms that are farther down the road, you know, sometimes there's a lot of regret when you look back at, you know, I've got teenagers now. When I look back at infancy and toddlerhood and preschool and I think, man, I wish I had stopped down more. I wish Mm -hmm. I had done things a little differently. Um, I think part of that whole Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes book is this idea too, that each day brings something new and you can't look back and regret all the stuff that you didn't do. Yeah. Because then you just live in a constant state of mourning. Yes. So you know what? Yes, maybe I look back and go, man, I wish I had done that when they were four. You know what? But that's okay. Because right now I have an opportunity to do something now. That's right. And so as moms, don't get caught up in the regret of, oh, I missed it. I should have done more. I should have stopped. I should have been more patient. I shouldn't have endured it. I should have embraced it. And just look at today and go, okay, God, I see that I can do things differently. So I'm going to move forward in Mm -hmm. that and do that in the future. Yeah. Good. That's great. So one of the things he said is when we release expectations that don't fit our current rhythms, we reduce feelings of guilt and we prevent burnout, you know, because we're not trying to do something that's outside of where we are right now. Um, The example I love of this is when I think about like, you know, we've been wanting it to be fall so bad, Um, but you don't. It would be foolish to step out on the front porch in a sweater and boots and jeans and a jacket and try and wear that in the season that we're in now. Like that would be absolute foolishness. You would be frustrated. You would be, you know, sweating. Talk about swamp butt. Like you would be, it would be miserable. Yes. But I think we do that all the time when we wish to be in a different place or season that we're in um, instead of just fully embracing where we are. Um, I think when we live our lives in rhythm, like he talks about, we make the most of every season and stage of life. And I want to be able to say, like Paul did in Philippians 4, that I've learned to be content in all circumstances, no matter what my season is. And this is what Paul says in Philippians 4. He says, "Um, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so, you know, moms, this is what I want to say is don't miss the season you're in by wishing for something else or looking around at what everyone else is doing. Rest in knowing that God has placed you where you are. He is providing for you right now. 
And if you embrace what is in front of you, release expectations that are not yours right now, and just go ahead and live full out in the season that you're in, and you will find so much peace and presence by living that way. And like we talked about, we're going to talk specifically about how to do that for each season in our upcoming episodes, and we just can't wait to walk through that with you. We love you so much, moms. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.